Where do you go for comics new and old? Where do you see your favorite television and movie stars? And where do you go to see the best in cosplay? Wizard World Comic Con. Wizard World Comic Con offers live entertainment and gaming, comics new and old, cosplay, toys and memorabilia, and a chance to meet your favorite television and movie stars. For news, celebrity updates, and tickets to future shows, go to wizardworld.com. Don't feel like paying full price? No problem. Use promo code CANDAIR at checkout to get 10% off your tickets. So, where are you going to go for your pop culture fix? Wizard World Comic Con. Go to wizardworld.com for tickets. Hey everybody, this is Ryan Little, co-host of What If Podcast. Uh, if you guys have enjoyed any of my thoughts on the different topics we've covered, you might enjoy checking out my original Kickstarter comic, The Crude Knight. This is, brace for it, another retelling of the King Arthur mythos. However, I absolutely promise this is a completely bizarre one grounded in the Texas oil scene starting in the Gusher Age and leading to a predator-esque battle against oil-filled zombies that think they're the Knights of the Round Table. Uh, it's a pretty fresh take, and issue three is on, live on Kickstarter now. You can find me on Twitter at, at Mr. Ryan Comics, or just Google the Crude Night 3 Kickstarter to check out some art, the first six pages, and find out more. Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, and you're listening to Canned Air Podcast. And welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today from the uh, documentary on Amazon Prime called Nintendo Quest and at NintendoQuest.com, we welcome Jay Bartlett to the show. Jay, thanks so much for being here, man. Gentlemen, I am so pleased to be here. Yo, Joe. <laughs> Yo, Joe, yes. indeed. And I'm excited to talk to you about this uh, Nintendo Quest documentary. It was so much fun to watch. And uh, even more excited to talk about toys with you because you're a toy enthusiast, aren't you? I, I am, man. I'm a thing. I'm a guy who likes all nerdful things. So yeah, you're in good company, Jay. You're in really oh, good company. I'm excited, guys. Thanks again. Let's do this. Yes, we're going to kick it off in our retro roundtable talking action figures, our favorite action figures from over the years, which is going to be a lot of fun. And then after that, we're going to turn our full attention over to Jay and talk more about Nintendo Quest. But before we do that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing, you want to show your support, head over to Patreon.com forward slash CannedAirPod or just go to CannedAirPodcast.com and click on the link. And you can uh, donate $5 a month to get access to our Patreon-only show, the Canned Air Patreon Pod, which is uh, 20 episodes out there now. Is it 20 now? 20, well, 21, counting the uh, the album. So oh, okay. I want to I think of cool material to put on there. We need yeah. to start thinking up some new stuff to uh, put on there to 
treat people a little bit more because this shit ain't really working. You know? <laughs> and if you're going to a Wizard World Con here in the near future, at checkout, use Candare. Uh, doesn't have to be lowercase, but no space in the right. promo box there to get yourself a cool 10% off your ticket prices. If you want to go, save some dough. Use promo code. Oh, Jack, shit. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> I like it. I really like it. Uh, is there anything else, gentlemen, before we move on? Uh, if you're local, come see us at Torgs here this upcoming weekend. Oh, yes. Yes, in Newark, Ohio. The Torgs uh, convention. I am so excited about this. Heck Gaming. Yeah. Uh, sounds like there's even going to be comic stuff there. Tattoos. Oh, tattoos. All kinds of shit. Mm, yeah. It's going to be so much fun. So if you're in the area want to check it out, meet your boys. Head over to uh, the Torgs convention in Newark, Ohio. Again, that's this Saturday, the 6th. But by the time you're hearing this, it's tomorrow. Yep. Get yep. out there. Come on. <laughs> all right. With that all behind us, let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Do it. Do it. Come on! I'm here! Come on! Do it now! Grass! Taste bad! Alright, guys. Our favorite action figures. I want to kick this straight over to Jay. I'm so anxious to hear what his favorite action figures are. Okay, so how many do I get here? Like thirty-four. Uh, we're going to we're going to be going around the table, uh, probably two or three, maybe four times. So just sure. yeah, just one at a time. Oh sure, man. I uh, I would say nineteen ninety-seven Power of the Force, Luke Skywalker in Stormtrooper disguise is one of them. Is this when he was muscular as all hell? Say that, yeah. Uh, yeah, he it, he was trimmed down a bit. Uh, do do you guys know why? The, the the 95 Star Wars were so muscular. Yeah. They, they were trying to compete with Toy Biz uh, Marvel line that came oh. out. And, and uh, Lucasfilm and, and uh, Hasbro just figured that boys wanted superheroes, so they jacked up Luke and Obi-Wan and you know, so that's why. <laughs> Even Leia. It wasn't uh, Leia yeah, pretty freaking ripped. pretty ripped too. She's about to like tear out of that white gown. <laughs> Yeah, so he's a little ripped, not as ripped as the 95 release, but he's still jacked. But I just, there's something about Luke and Stormtrooper and that whole scene from A New Hope. I I just, I love it. I love it. So that's my first one. That's a good pick. I have one power of the force. I have uh, Princess Leia bikini, but it's after they already fixed the... You know the bulkiness of their <laughs> biceps and whatnot. Not beefy Leia, and she still kind of looks Leia. like a man in the face. But as far as the body's <laughs> concerned, we're good. We're good. <laughs> but no, as soon as Disney acquired uh, Star Wars, I was like, man, I got to get my hands on Slave Leia shit as quick as I can because Disney was saying they were not going to make any more yep. merchandise uh, of Slave Leia, which I thought yeah. to be a shame. Mm-hmm. It's 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 terrible. Like I don't like. You know these corporations that make your mind up for you, right? Do you know what I mean? I, I get it; they're all G-rated and stuff like that. But come on, come on! It's just Carrie Fisher in a bikini. Come on! Yeah, and if you keep consuming like all of media, you cannot stay G-rated across the board. You know, it's got to right. give somewhere. I think it's more because of the title that she had being a slave, not so much with the attire. Mm. I mean, is it really that different from The Little Mermaid? Sorry, we're rabbit trailing. <laughs> You're, no, it's really not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can swear, right? Because oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she is a fucking slave. Like what? right? Yeah, I mean, that's the title. That's what she is. She's a she's a slave to Jabba. She's a you know a dancer, or a sex slave, or whatever he wants her to be, and that's just the way it is. Like. I don't see it's what's just, so wrong with that. I don't think it's demoralizing to women at all. I mean, I think that's just 
that's the title of you know Jabba's a creep, man. That's just the way it was. Did they have exactly. the small Anakin as slave Anakin when he was a little kid, or was he just they, Anakin? Uh, I don't think the action figure said Slave Anakin, no. <laughs> it should have been, because he was then. We've got our social justice warrior on hand over <laughs> here. <you> <laughs> I'll be here all week. <laughs> no, I mean, it is it is bullshit. I mean, to try to ignore something that's obviously a big part of uh, the classic trilogy, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Mm. I understand you're trying to market as hers now as one of the Disney princesses, but <laughs> god damn, man, we're not, that's not for all of yeah. us, you know, there's yep. the adult Leia, there's the kid Leia. I don't you're know. taking everything that's from today and like judging it back to 83, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, the standards are way different now, man. You can't go back and censor. It's like, I'm not going to, you know, go on a tangent here, but it's like, there's a lot of people who have a problem with Seinfeld now, the jokes in the Seinfeld show. It's like, well, you get the fuck over it, man. Like, that was yeah. a different time. We're all more sensitive now, of course, but you can't go back and censor that stuff. This is not right. We're just going to get so sensitive, though, we harden again. You know, I yeah. mean, the world's going to get sick of it at some point. Like, okay, I, I get respecting someone and, you know, showing that I, I you know, I'm accepting of whatever it is I'm to be accepting of, but Jesus oh, Christ. Like, that's like when the next South Park shows up that just breaks all the rules and everyone falls in love with it. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's a weird thing. I don't know. I, I guess I don't even like talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry about the sidetrack, boys. I tend to talk a lot. So. No, 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 no. Okay. That's, that's what we're all we about. Yep, yep. It's just I feel myself starting to stay, say stuff that's going to be getting some social justice warrior <laughs> attention, probably. So we might move away from that. <laughs> Jack, action figure. I don't know if you call these ones action as more of static figures, but the little green army men. Okay. I loved the hell out of those mm-hmm. things. I loved them. They were destructible. You know, all my other toys, I thought, nah, I got to make sure he stays in somewhat good. I don't want him to break. I had a Raphael that broke once. And I asked my dad to fix him. And, you know, bless his heart, he did. He did fix him. But when I got him back, he had not only super glued his arms in place, but to put these two great big flathead screws in his arm. So he's got these great big metal screws in his arms. But army men, you could just blow the hell up and yep. go buy a whole nother bag for a dollar. Who cares? I took uh, what my dad said he used to do when he was a kid. He'd have them all set up in a, a big army on both sides and then take rubber bands and sit there and shoot them. And that was pretty much how the war oh, went. Nice. Yeah. Except my dumbass as a kid, it's probably why I wear glasses now, was stretching that rubber band so far that I let the wrong end go, oh, popped man. myself oh. right in the eye, and Dude. oh boy, it hurt so bad. A lesson was learned that day. <laughs> no more rubber bands for today. <laughs> I, I think I always used a BB gun. I mean, I, I didn't need it to determine war. I'd just line them up and shoot them with a BB gun. That was later on when G.I. Joe's came around, and I had a bunch of those, mm. and I could shoot a BB gun. That's where Now, G.I. Joe did kind of border being almost on the expendability of army men because they were cheap at figures you know mm-hmm. they weren't as expensive as some of the other things but uh and it seems like no matter who you whose house you went to everyone had like a bucket of gi joes yeah, it yeah. wasn't one or two you had a bucket full of yeah. them so well the joes the, the original 12 joes were actually modeled after the army men so if you look at rock and roll he's the heavy machine gunner short fuse is the mortar trooper flash is the laser guy really? so they oh, kind of fit the only one that was outside the box was scarlet and snake eyes but all those other guys were actually modeled after the original army men that you speak of there. So check that out. Huh. 
It's amazing that army men are still made to this very day. You know, it you is, would yeah. think it would be something that would have just disappeared over time, but no. I mean, you go to any store, you can pretty much find a bag of army men. Yeah, a bag of a hundred. Yeah, yep. and they're even cooler now than when we were kids because now they come with like uh, like flagpoles, tanks, all kinds mm-hmm. of different stuff in there with the army men. You know, I remember ones I had that one that one would be kneeled down aiming his rifle, and he would be like straight up and down to where his legs were like in ninety degree angles. But then I had another set. That they were all real hunkered down, and those ones were yeah. way better. They were harder to hit. Yeah, I, the guys who were laying down with the rifle, I loved yeah. them. Yeah. But th- th- we had a pile of sand out back, and like big pile of sand. And me and my buddy had taken a cardboard box and cut it up and made levels in it, and like it was a hideout. And then we put that on top of the sand, like that was kind of like the fortress's island. And then we'd stick firecrackers all through it, blow it to hell, <laughs> and through you know war damage. It was so much fun, and it, it's crazy that um, maybe it's just because of the fact they were so dispensable, you know, mm-hmm. that that they were so fun. Next Christmas or birthday, there's a whole other bag of a huge yeah. army you got, so yeah. Well, there you go, that, blow it up. And that they were, they, there was no articulation, right? It was a solid piece of plastic. Correct. Right? Yeah. And it's, because they were a solid piece, there was nothing to really break. I mean, I, I mean, I, of course, if you're going to blow them up in the firecracker, I'm sure a few of them did. But for the most part, they're indestructible. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I so. find, find casualties in my yard all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm getting caught with a lawnmower. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always find them in half or missing a head or something like that. If there was anywhere to stick a mad cat's firecracker on those little bastards, <laughs> I, I did it. I'd do it and be like, no, 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 bam! <laughs> it was so much fun. I'm rabbit trailing a little bit, but uh, you talking about that pile of sand made me think. Do you guys remember how awesome like all the non-toy stuff in the commercials would look? Like, oh, yeah. You see these kids playing outside, and they have like this immaculately designed fort and like all this stuff and then you go out and try and do it and it's always ended up looking like shit (laughs) you just have a pile of dirt and yeah 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 yeah. well it's like with like the old castle gray skull commercials like the background is like all foggy right has like this dark backdrop and it just makes the castle look even cooler and when you get it home it's like there's nothing like the commercial (laughs) still cool but yeah I, i i've never thought about that but you're right it's those background things that make it so much more uh, appealing, isn't it? Right. All right. Uh, Randy, do we... Uh, no. Uh, so my uh, one of my toys that I very fondly remember of from childhood were uh, Mighty Max. Did you guys ever play with those? Those were like Polly Pockets. He's on my list. Boys, Just kidding. I'll, uh... No, 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 no. I'm so <laughs> glad you brought it up. Please continue. Yeah, um, yeah, they were Polly Pocket for boys. Um, I just, I remember like getting my first one and like playing with it for a while, and then it was like a snake or something. The first I remember him. Yeah, it was like a snake coil. Yeah, I think there was like a mummy or something in there too. Mm -hmm. But um, I remember playing with it for like a month and then not realizing like there was like a little treasure chest in there and the top popped open. Nuh uh. And I just, I never, and then I accidentally bumped it one day. I was like, holy shit, you know, my little. Five year, seven year old yeah. mind was blown. Yeah, I didn't have a full grown like the the, the big one. I had a, a miniature Mighty Max. Oh yeah, thing. the minis. Yeah, and uh, I played with it so much. It's crazy how much <laughs> entertainment those actually gave. I was at a flea market a few weekends ago where I bought a lot of the uh, toys I was showing you guys a few weeks back, and. Um, if I hadn't spent the money already, I had a like a gallon Ziploc bag full of Mad Max worlds that was like twenty bucks. I oh, should have awesome. bought it, but it's crazy because of all the Mad Max like accessories. Like when you buy one of those, you get the the clamshell world, you get the like the little mummy and the little mm. accessories, and then you get the tiny Max. I mean, what do you think's getting lost first? 
probably all the, the figures. missiles yeah. and the... figures and Max, mm-hmm. right? Okay, that was how many years ago? Mid nineties. Yeah. The only thing that has survived in my collection is Max himself, right back here. Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> I've lost the world. I've lost the big <laughs> squid monster that he came with, but the tiniest, tiniest little itty bitty bitty action figure never left my side. <laughs> I can't believe those were actually sold. Talk about choking hazard. Yeah, Jeez. no kidding. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a good point. He's the size of a pill. He's, yeah. <laughs> he really is. That's probably where they all ended up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They all Better went down the to... toilet coming out the other end. <laughs> They're not keeping next to my pill bottles. <laughs> or the whiskey. All right. Um, my, I have written down here Marvel Legends. I just love all the Marvel Legends figures. It's so awesome mm-hmm. to have just a continuous series done by awesome people at Hasbro that uh, keeps putting out these awesome looking uh, comic characters that you would probably never normally see. Like I saw one of the most recent uh, Spider-Man uh, lines had the Red Goblin in it. Like 90% of people don't know who the fuck that is, you know? I don't even think I know the Red Goblin. It was like a Dan Slott uh, Goblin mm-hmm. he brought exactly. in on his line he was writing. But again, I mean, not many people know about it, but there it is on the shelf. I love that. I freaking love that. And I was telling you guys last week, was it Patreon or was it the normal show? Uh, Probably the Patreon. Patreon. It was. I was telling you about how I missed my chance to uh, get a Mysterio. I'd seen on Instagram at Pack Rats, the comic book store down the road here, that the new Mysterio was there. And by the time I rushed over there, it was already gone. The very next day, gentlemen, I haven't talked to you since this. On the same Instagram, I saw Rescue, the Pepper Potts Iron Man suit Mm -hmm. figure, which I also wanted to get badly on that same same Instagram feed. So I called them instead of waiting till after work. I said, can you hold that for me? She goes, I won't hold it, but, you know, I haven't opened the box to put them out yet. So I'll just wait till you get here to open the box because we know them. You know, we did our photo shoots and shit. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I got down there. She pulls the box, opens it, and gives it to me. And then I hear her go, <gasps> like that. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, she's given this to me before release date. And now she's probably just realizing I can't sell that to you till tomorrow. But no. She goes, look up there. There was another box of Spider-Man she wasn't even aware of hiding oh, no. behind the rescue box. So I was able <laughs> to get my Mysterio in the same, nice. same uh, trip. That's awesome, man. And yeah. let, me, let me interrupt here because you guys are cheating. Yeah, you can't say all Marvel Legends and all Army Man. I thought we were picking one. Guy. One in particular? Come on. I thought that's okay. what the, the idea was. If I had to pick one in particular, I'm going to go with that Mysterio right now because he's <laughs> fucking badass, man. Like, it was it was truly a Christmas morning experience. Like, where, like, okay, you that was the last gift. Wait a minute. What's that back there with nothing written on it? Like, it was seriously that feeling, like that excitement rushed over me when she saw that box. She's like, do you see what that says? <laughs> oh, it was freaking oh, tight. It, it says Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> I would have bought that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I would have bought that, too. But no, um, as of right now, that's my favorite uh, Marvel legend. Um, of all the ones I have... Um, I would probably have to say the the Ben Riley Carnage uh, up there is one of my all time favorites. That one's uh, awesome too, yeah. Because when that was the very first Spider Man comic I bought was Ben Riley's clone Spider Man taking on the Carnage uh, symbiote, and like whenever I talk to anyone who's not hardcore like on Spider Man, like who the fuck's that? Who's who's Ben Riley and stuff? And again, 
There it is on the shelf. That was so awesome to see the very first Spider-Man I ever read in package there. So nice. that's my favorite. That, that's awesome. And my favorite book is uh, Amazing 361. I actually have it framed in my hallway here. The first Carnage. Really? Just, yeah, he's my favorite villain of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. Like Great. Marvel. So did you did you happen to read any of the uh, Clone series then in the 90s? Like with Ben I didn't, I, I didn't know. I like I don't. Are you guys around my age? I'm 43. I'm 42, yeah. yeah. No, I'm 43. Okay. Yeah, I am. So, yeah. <laughs> when I was reading comics, it was like pretty much for me like 90, 91, 92, maybe you know, a bit of 80s stuff. So that's when Carnage kind of came in. And then uh, when, um, what was it? When, when Superman died, I, I really thought that was a ballsy move, uh, like move for DC. And then it turned out that he was just kind of asleep and the doctors didn't know. And then he came back to life. That's kind of when I got out of comics because I, I was like, are you kidding me, man? Like, my point to all this is I haven't read comics like since then. Okay. Like, I've watched the Marvel movies and stuff, but no, I just know the early, early Carnage stuff. But he's by far my favorite. That's awesome. All right, I think we're back to you, Jay. My favorite, actually, my favorite all-time action figure is uh, version two of Storm Shadow from 1988. This is a very important figure. This was uh, a figure that first showed off his tattoo. Uh, it's it's a figure where he's on the G.I. Joe team now instead of Cobra. And, um, yeah, it's just a badass figure, man. He has, like, that Rambo bow. Yeah. You know, all the 80s action heroes had. and uh, That was the four-inch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was really cool because his backstory was basically uh, his master was assassinated. Everybody thought he did it, but he didn't. So he actually followed the assassin, who happened to be Zartan, back to Cobra Island and joined Cobra and was a Cobra for years just to find out who the assassin was. And when he did, he killed him. And then he became a Joe, which was just an absolutely amazing story, in my opinion. So that figure is a physical representation of that. The second one had a tattoo in the bow? The second version of Storm Shadow. All the Storm Shadows have a bow, but the second one had the Arashikagi tattoo on the right arm, which also Snake Eyes has because they're clan brothers. Right. But yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we can all pick up a figure and, and I can remember where I got that and just how amazing it was and... Yeah, that, that's my second pick for sure. I know the second one, his face sculpt actually looked a lot better than the, the first one. So I'm sitting here looking at pictures of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had kind of that, like, late 80s. I don't know what the camouflage is. It's supposed to be, like, some kind of techno camouflage or something. I don't know, but I think it looks cool anyway. Yeah, the real blocky. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. blocky. Digital looking, yeah. Like, like, really digital. There you go. It's like, who are you hiding from, really? Like, where are you... <laughs> <laughs> TV, like you know. <laughs> very good, very good. Jack, I think that brings us back to you. The uh, we talked about them for a minute last week. The Centurions. Okay, yeah. Oh yes, right on. I, and, I still don't remember what those were. I have you have a picture of? To, yeah, let me see if I got it. I think we we go through this all the time with the Centurions, where I forget. You show me, I'm like, oh yeah. They're very modular, which was really cool. It was Power like extreme. Yeah, it was like Legos and an action figure all roll, rolled into one because you could like change the parts out and one yeah. one was special specialized in air, sea, and then land. Yeah, and that their would... names were kind of corny because like the sea guy was Max Ray, 
and the air guy was Ace McCloud. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the land was. guy was Jake Rockwell. <laughs> now, which one's your favorite, if you had to pick? The land guy. Okay. Just because he had that big bazooka missile yeah. on his back. And funny story about that one, I got that piece of him taken away because I shot my sister and hit her in the Ooh. eye with the missile. So Way I lost to that go. What, yeah. Dude, did, how did you guys Jeez. not end up blind? I know, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but he had, he had, I think his attachments were way cooler because he had that huge tank one that was like the big legs and the giant gun that came out of his chest. And then he had another one that was like a, almost like a motorcycle that, it was just a, like a C-frame that attached to his back and it had wheels on the front and back and he had weapons all over right. the place. Man. It was awesome. Sounds like a mask uh, kind of vehicle, you know, just loaded to the gills with weapons and shit. Yeah, they had so many guns on their bodies. The only bad part was the, the villains. These guys were, they were bigger. I think they were like He-Man. I think they were 5.5s. They were bigger than that. I think they were 8-inch. They yeah, were pretty big. That's sweet. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's what made do you it have cool. This, do you have this figure? No, I wish I still had him. I had all three of them at one point. And I don't know where a lot of my stuff went. I had the the green one, which I think was the C one, C right? Guy, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he was pretty big, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a whole submersible attachment that went on him. Really? Yeah, that would be cool. There were some of the Ninja Turtles that had like uh, water packs on them. You could, you know, dunk them in water, fill them up, and then you know, squirt yeah. people in the face unsuspectingly. Those were fun. There's no cool toys of them, though. It's all pictures from the the cartoons, really. That you can't see them. What about you, Randy? What you got? So, uh, you guys remember uh, Z-Bots at all? Yes. So they were... What was that, Z-Bots. Jay? Z-Bots. I, I do, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay. So they were made by Micro Machines. They're like these little tiny robot guys. And... Um, they just had different weapons, and some of them like were cars, and some of them could combine. That sounds really familiar. Um, they still, McDonald's had them at one point as like a Happy Meal toy. Um, there was one though that was my absolute favorite. It was like a uh, silver guy with he looked like a boxer. He had like these massive pink boxing gloves on him. Um, but yeah, I just remember always playing with him. But I mean, there was easily like hundreds. I do remember these. It was kind of like Pokemon before Pokemon. <laughs> they were trying to, they had just had a ton of different yeah. ones out there, right? Yeah, here's a, let's see, Micro Machines, 101 different figures. I mean, if that tells you anything <laughs> in this one lot right here on eBay, that is crazy. But I do remember these guys, these little uh, yeah. disposable things. I think Transformers uh, also had little bots they did like that. Because remember, they had had like stickers on the little black stickers, yes. and when you put your thumb on them and it little got warm, yeah. like the little yeah. Decepticon or Autobot logo would then show up. Yeah. Those were fun. I forgot about those things. Z-Bots. Anything Micro Machines makes is awesome. Anyone with me? Not with oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like them as much because they were always so squat looking as cars. I mean, they were recognizable as what kind of car they were, but they were always so squished looking but they were micro jack i know they were cool though there was some where you could like build your own and yeah they were yeah. cool uh, yeah wasn't there like a uh like a like a nascar indie race car like pit stop where you could actually jack up yeah. the tiny car yeah. take off the tiny <laughs> tire like it was ridiculous but i'm sure like you got maybe one use out of that before all those parts were lost anything micro machines i freaking love their star wars stuff was uh really good too i had a lot of that in the 90s 
I don't know if you uh, you guys remember any of that. Like they, they vaguely, they put out a star destroyer. But they, I do remember the them. plastic yeah. they use. Like wouldn't it would warp? Warp. Yep. So like, like the, the star destroyer were... was like like banana shaped. Like yeah. the end would like point up or down. It was X wings were like that too. They're, they were their wings like were all kind of warped too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The Falcon was the was the. Ground mm-hmm. the ground, I guess. <laughs> and when uh, Force Awakens came out, Micro Machines put out another set that looked. The packaging was different, but it was the same three kind of set. Mm-hmm. Okay. They had the Falcon. I was like, sweet. So I bought it, and it's um, it's still cool. I've got it on the shelf behind me, but um, it's not the same. No, it's done not the same plastic. It's much lighter. It was that old one. Those old ones were heavy for yeah. some reason. But anyway. Talking favorite action figures, being more specific than just saying, you know, all of Marvel Legends, okay? I'm going to have to pick my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, Leo NECA back here. I've got Leo and Raph, but these quarter-scale NECA turtles have been amazing. Mm -hmm. But these figures are so freaking detailed. They look like they walked out of the movie and are standing on my shelf behind me. I have removed all other traces of turtles from my my shelves behind me. Have you noticed that? There's a couple little things, but as big a turtle fan as I am, there was a lot of stuff up there. And once I got the, uh, the NECA guys standing here, I don't feel the need to have the other ones out. Like (laughs) everything pales in comparison to these. You fan of the Ninja Turtles, Jay? I am. And isn't it funny? I remember when the Turtles movie first came out, everyone was kind of like, yeah, I don't know about this, man, because they were like human looking and it was strange and and Shredder was very Japanese and like they they all looked very human. It was kind of strange. And now, well, the poor Turtles have gone through a few changes over the years. So I understand. Yes. The old uh, Eastman Laird fans are, are really happy to see the, the movie form figures and those actually haven't come to canada yet so we're we're getting those i believe in september which mine are definitely on pre-order nice. so i've seen uh if you guys follow any kind of action figure photography uh leonardo specifically is like a favorite i mean i i've seen him shot by a million different people i've done that some figures? myself actually yeah that figure is just absolutely incredible. It's so crazy. I actually did one with him and, and Mighty, Mighty Max. Max. I was just thinking that, yeah. It's on our yeah. Instagram. I forgot all about that because yeah. I think oh. the caption was my my biggest and smallest action figures meeting or something. Yeah, and it was there holding Mighty Leo Max holding Raph. Mighty Max in his hand to Raph, yeah. I'll check it out for sure. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, are you? did you pre-order the small ones or the big ones? Because that's something that really irritated me. Like, at first the big ones came out, and so that's why I started the collection. And then they put out the... Like the even smaller ones, like, like the X six seven inch like yeah. size ones, and I was so jealous. I was like, "Man, what? Oh, I wish those would have come out first. But mm-hmm. actually, I, I I'm not too sure. I believe they are the seven eight inch ones. I don't think they're the really big ones. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I, and I, I also pre ordered. I know you guys in the states have this already, but the the four pocket baby turtles. Those are just awesome as well. Yeah, yeah, I've actually uh, seen those, and those are a little bit cheaper than the than the full grown turtles themselves. I think I saw the four of them for like forty to fifty bucks, and I still to this day kick myself in the ass for not picking that up. I they from the movie, from the, the movie, movie. Oh, yeah, really? the original yeah. movie. And they come with you know pizza. like a pizza box, slices of pizza, yeah. and shit like that. Maybe the can of ooze. I don't remember, but it's kind of funny. Are you guys He Man fans at all? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. 
so the, the Masters of the Universe film with Dolph Lundgren uh, got so much scrutiny when it first came out. And now all these years later with the Masters community, there's like this big following for it. So it's kind of, I feel like the Turtles movie, where the Turtles movie got attacked off the bat. People weren't too sure. The same with the He-Man movie. And now all these years later, people are like, you know what? It wasn't too bad. There was a really nice take on He-Man. It was a nice take on the Turtles. So, Did it get a lot of scrutiny? I thought it was like oh, yeah. blue box offices. No, it was a the Masters of the Universe movie was a box office. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was still thinking Turtles. Sorry, hard to get the Turtles off the brain. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, the Turtles movie was amazing. The the other two, maybe not so much, but yeah. I think the first one was great. Masters of the Universe would probably have been better if they would have kept it in their own realm instead of bringing them to the states with yeah. Courtney Cox. Yeah, I need well, to that, see this. That one. was obviously budgetary. Right. right. Yeah, cuz I mean that's the cheapest thing you can do, right? Is is have it take place on Earth. They have the cosmic key and open up a portal to Earth and come over here and create Ooh. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as much as that shit comes up on the show, I need to see this film. I still have yet to see it. It's been so long since I've seen it. I want to <clears> see it again. Because everyone's like, oh, it's not that good. But at the same time, the same people are like, oh, yeah, I just watched it the other day. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> why are you watching it if it's not good? It must it must be something to it. Flash Gordon still beats it out, I think. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, <laughs> how's it measure up to Flash Gordon? Because that's awesome. Flash Gordon's phenomenal. That movie yeah, is, is <laughs> absolutely incredible. I love it, man. I love the Queen soundtrack, too. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I just saw Flash Gordon for the first time within the past six months, and it was quite an experience. I was... <laughs> I love it. I love Maybe it. it's because of the soundtrack why it's so good. It definitely helped, I think. Yeah. It's a healthy marriage. It's mm-hmm. like the it's like the Power Rangers, you know, the yeah. face melting electric guitar well, with all the ninja kicking. Listen, when you when you have Max von Sydow in your picture, it's going to be a hit, man, cuz that guy's an absolute fucking mastermind. Like he kills it. He's an amazing actor. That was, was he played Ming. He played Ming. Ming. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was so weird seeing him so young in that, too. So I'm like, oh, my God, that's that guy. That movie crescendoed so well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <clears throat> Ming's death was just about the one of the best moments in cinematic history, if you ever ask me. That was <laughs> You tell me all the way up in the sky he was able to line that ship up and just impale him, stab yeah. him right through it. <laughs> And his ring disappears, and then oh, the end. So good. I need to watch that again too. But I, I should probably give Masters a chance first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Should I? The movies is really good, man. And uh, Frank Langella plays Skeletor, but his take on the on the villain is just absolutely incredible. It's not like the kind of silly Skeletor that we all know. It's more diabolical and very, very sinister. It's really cool, and you got to check it out. You got to watch that this week. I, I will. It's got to be on what Netflix or who. It was for the longest time. I'm not sure if it still is though. It's probably something Disney ate up. But uh, yeah, I definitely will. I definitely will. I think I need to. All right, uh, we are back to UJ. Favorite action figure. I hate to pick another GI Joe, but not really. <laughs> so I'm going to go with um, Croc Master from 1987. Oh yeah. Now, Croc Master was the master of crocodiles, which is bizarre. And this is where the Joes kind of went went to the left a little bit. It went a little nuts, but that's okay. He was uh, 
he's the guy who guards Cobra Island on the ground, and he has moats with crocodiles in it, and he has like this black like gimp mask, and he's got like wow. crocodile skin chainmail and stuff like that. He's got a whip, and he's just completely outrageous. But um, when that line came out, uh, I was just absolutely fascinated with that character. So I still to this day, he's one of my favorite. I have him complete. I shoot him all the time. Like he's one of my favorite figures to take photos of. So I'm looking him up to. Oh yeah, yeah. We're looking him up as you speak here. Yeah, I think I saw you post. uh, Barely remember him. I did. Yeah, and I'm very new to action figure photography. I've only been doing it about a month, Um, but he was one of the first ones that I shot. I'm gonna go back as I'm improving my setup. But yeah, he's he's just so cool, man. He's you know a lot of people didn't like GI Joe when it went more kind of superhero ish, but I I really embraced that. You know, I like the militant and I like the outlandish so yeah he has a very unique look to him too he is cool looking though he's not really gonna do much with his crocodiles if joe's you know coming with sky strikers and just bomb the place but you know it's pretty cool still yeah he's wicked i mean what other uh uh, gi joe figure came with a pet like that like a like a big badass crocodile come on That's yeah. awesome. His mask is awesome. The way the red eyes and the rebreather he's got on. Uh huh. He cl- he kind of looks like Bane. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what Very the, much. Yeah, the he's draw to much. him is. Yeah. yeah, with a little bit of gimp from Pulp Fiction. Which uh, is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of these are re- uh, repackaged differently too. Like one of them has a different gator than the other. Maybe they're just. Uh, Re, not reprints, but remarketing. I don't know. Anyway, well, there sorry. was like this 20, 25th anniversary Joe's that came out in 2007 that went up to a couple years ago. So they actually re, remade the characters like with different sculpts and things like that. But uh, I still like the original. He's yeah, cool. he looks awesome. Yeah. Very good. Very good. All right, Jack. What you got? <clears throat> Staying with G.I. Joe. All the G.I. Joe talk is just bringing me back to remember some of my favorite ones. And Firefly, I don't know why, he was always one of my favorite. Maybe it's because his ninja-esque suit, but he was the wearing the gray camouflage. Okay, yeah. And when they brought him in the second J.I. Joe movie, it was just like a little kid again, pretty much. Firefly, you say? Yeah. I need to look him up, too. I don't remember what any of these guys look like, except for like the obvious, you know? It seemed like all the ninja like face mask characters were always the best for some reason, but... I don't know Firefly, why. He was great. He was the saboteur for Cobra. Yeah. So he fucked with the Joes. Uh, he came on 84. And uh, funny little fact here, uh, the the little phone or walkie-talkie, whatever that is that Firefly comes with, mm-hmm. is in the top five hardest to get G.I. Joe accessories out there. And it's the most expensive. Like we're talking hundreds of dollars for this little plastic phone. That's that is crazy. crazy. <laughs> One of the hardest things to get to complete a Firefly is that phone. So. I was able to, uh, Jack, you were with me when this happened. Uh, it was quite a momentous day when we were at the Cincinnati Comic-Con, and I found all four of the uh, uh, A-Team G.I. Joe figures, yeah. except they weren't done by the same people. Those were done by, like, uh, Galoob or something, I think it was. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those guys had their accessories with them mostly they well, had their yeah, backpacks them, yeah. a couple of them had their guns and i remember mr t's hand was broken off but this dude still wanted like 10 to 20 almost a piece didn't he <laughs> yep. talked him down to 40 for the four. First booth we walk up to and there they are boom right there oh man i about pissed my pants i couldn't yep. what, i looked at jack and i'm like 
Tell me what I'm looking at here. What am I looking at? <laughs> Are you kidding me? The, the fucking aging. <laughs> Buy it. Buy it. <laughs> I remember blame you. with uh, the GI Joe with Firefly. I remember I totally forgot about that character, and then in the second movie, he was like one of the main Cobra villains in the movie. Was and he? they kept talking about him, and then I realized later on I was like, "Holy shit, that's him! Oh my god!" <laughs> well, when when GI Joe went all ninja crazy in 1992 with Ninja Force, they actually turned Firefly into a ninja. I mean, he kind of looked like one with the balaclava and all that, but they actually made him a Cobra ninja. And a lot of people <laughs> didn't like that, but hey, man, I thought it was cool, you know, because. Like you said, he looks like a ninja anyway, right? So, Yeah, just because of that mask on him. Some of those Ninja Force guys were really awesome. I remember, wasn't there one that was like, had a like, almost like Zorro, but all yellow? With like a chess piece? Uh, that was Tabang, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's some really, really bizarre ones, and you gotta love G.I. Joe in the 90s, because like, the, the color palette was just off the map. It's like, who the fuck are you hiding from in that white <laughs> costume, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're not we hiding. want them to see us coming because it will instill fear. Oh, shit. They're that, there's a bunch of banana trees. Yeah, <laughs> really. That had to have been that. Yes. Yeah, I was noticing that looking at some of these figures. Like, yellow camouflage? Where the fuck are you hiding, guy? Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. What they did to Scarlet, too. She was always a, a ninja. But uh, they made her just. If you look up Scarlet ninety two Ninja Force, she's just out out of control. Like, but yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. Randy, we're back to you. All right. So I'm gonna hop on the GI Joe bandwagon here. Um, <laughs> so in the I grew up in the nineties. Um, I was born in eighty seven. But my dad early nineties was huge into model rockets. Oh wow. And would always try and get me kind of into them. Mm-hmm. Um, he got this You're talking one. like the baking soda like mixture shit where they just shoot Oh, no, no, no. Up. These had like actual like the pyrotechnic engines. And yeah. Oh, wow. SDs, like like yes. seriously like serious like hobby kind of oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you like, I remember he'd like Those are glue fun. them together and, you know, they shoot up like a couple hundred feet. Wow. There was this one that would shoot up in the air and when the head deployed, a G.I. Joe figure would come out and parachute oh, back that's down tight. to Earth. It was like a almost like a ginger flint it was like flint but he was in yellow and had like ginger hair on him hmm. um huh. but red hair the the name of the <laughs> sorry red hair that might offend somebody Randy. My bad. thank you uh you won't offend the ginger pc warrior um <laughs> the name of that rocket was bailout and I remember, like, that was the one, like, I loved because it had the little G.I. Joe figure and he'd shoot up 100 feet in the air and you'd see him, like, floating back down to Earth. But did was that something you just picked up in the normal toy aisle, I wonder? That seems like that would be, like, you'd have to get that, like, an actual stores. hobby shop. Yeah. Actually, no, there was, because I used to do them, too, and, it, like, the supermarket when they used to have supermarkets with the toy aisle. Mm-hmm. At least in California, they did. Mm-hmm. That's where we got a lot of the, that stuff, too, because me and That's my friends That's the actual one right there? Yep. That doesn't look like GI Joe brand though. I don't. I don't know that it was an actual. GI so it's Joe an brand. unofficial product. I think I see. it was. Okay. Still, that's awesome. But I had like when I played with him. I mean, he was the same size as a regular GI Joe's. The same articulation, everything. So after you put all that together and you get one launch out of it, does it just careen back to Earth and just destroy everything? No, the whole thing will come apart in a parachute. 
Yeah, and oh, nice. Yeah. So, and it's connected to the fuselage, so a parachute will come out and it'll float back down. Nice. That's how it's supposed to happen, John. Yeah, yeah. Ends up in neighbors' yards and pools and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, but see, day you're on a chase. Yeah. <laughs> One day when we were lighting off that rocket, something happened, gentlemen. The uh, rocket yeah, exploded. Didn't come home safe. <laughs> oh, it exploded, and then as the smoldering parachute and Joe was kind of just falling back to earth. I went and ran over to him, and he looked like Meltman from Action Force now. I mean, he had just... I thought you were going to say it landed on the house and then burnt the house down. No, not, not quite that. Epic, we were homeless that summer. Never play with rockets. <laughs> not that tra- tragic, but damn. Yeah. I mean, it, don't, you, don't you miss toys that were fucking dangerous? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the, you know, the cops line from the 80s came with caps, man. Those yeah, that's awesome. right. They yeah. did. Sit there with a hammer and just bust those fuckers. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah. <laughs> and even things that imply danger, even if they're not really dangerous, but look dangerous. Like, remember the old, like, uh, like uh, Western six shooters? like The cap guns, like he's talking, mm-hmm. like Chase talking about. Those were the fucking shit. Yeah. I loved them. And then you just couldn't really find them. Anymore. Maybe you still can somewhere. I don't know. Dollar stores might have them. I don't, I'm not aware, but I don't know if they still do. I haven't really looked. If for they them have them, they don't have them with those caps because you could burn the, the shit out of my dad a couple of times. times being in Vietnam, coming up behind him. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. That only happened maybe once. Or Dives twice. under the rug. Yeah, and that's how Jack lost sight in his other eye. Yeah. And man, back in my day, Transformers. If you didn't know how to transform it, you got fucking hurt. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always uh, would have to get a parent to help me finish because, like, they were so complex as a child, you know? I mean, the ones you have out now are just, like, a f- five, six quick turns, and yeah, it's a part. Yeah, changed it because of that. But there were so many things. And, you know, I just got—I uh, only got him because he was on discount, this tank back here. I don't remember what his name is. Maybe you know. Not being transformed into the robot. No, he is the robot. No, I know as a robot, but as I don't know. He's he's like his head comes off to a little robot and then it turns oh, into the, head, the head big masters. robot. But yeah, he turns into a tank. Anyway, this guy without instructions is a son of a bitch. <laughs> Cuz I tried without instructions and that's why he's still a robot cuz I gave up. Real quick talking about dangerous toys. Hey Jay, how many uh second or third degree burns did you ever get from creepy crawlers? Do you guys have that up north? No, man. What is, that sounds fun, though. What Dude, is you didn't have creepy crawlers? Uh, Describe it, yeah. I think it was Mattel, but basically there were these molds, and you'd pour this goop in and, like, shove it. It was like a, it was an easy-bake oven for boys, essentially. Oh, it was, wasn't it Kenner? It I might have been. Kenner, was, Kenner sounds from, yeah. I think okay. Kenner Barbie did the easy-bake oven, yeah. and that's okay. where it's been. Maybe anyway, I'm sorry. It's irrelevant. You're Continue. Fine. Anyway, you pour the scoop in, and you slide these mold in, molds in, and it, they would, like, heat up and cook, and it would come out smelling like plastic and carcinogens and just all the fun <laughs> smells of your childhood. Oh, yeah. And wow. I mean, those plates would be freaking hot. You'd have to, like, dunk them in water to cool them off. Yeah, they're straight metal plates. Yeah. And then, like, the remember the, the handle that you would put in to pull the tray out was nothing but, like, the flimsiest of plastic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So after, like, four uses, like, the, the forks that would come out were, like, bowed downward because <laughs> oh, yeah. the plate would melt them. <laughs> but that thing would get so oh, hot. Like, you yeah. couldn't even, like, touch the outside of it. It would, like, burn the piss out of you. Oh, yeah. You could easily... Forget that. And the, burn a house those down. damn forks played out on mine, and the plate fell on my foot. Dude, I had mm. burns on my foot for like the entire summer. 
That was a fun toy, though. I still have mine downstairs, actually. Do you? Okay. I do. Um, I don't know if it works, but it'd probably just be a quick replacement of a bulb. Maybe we need to make creepy crawlers. There you yeah. go. There on, you go. For the show. That... That would be fun. We could make a video and put that shit on Patreon. Jay, next time you're down stateside, man, come by. We'll uh, we'll make some creepy crawlers with you. We'll burn yeah, you. That, that sounds absolutely like fascinating. <laughs> like uh, I, I'm just trying to think. I I definitely know I never had that. I don't think I know or I knew anybody who had that. But it sounds fucking awesome, man. Like oh, it was. Be sure to send you home with some burns. Can you imagine something like that coming out today? Like it just it well it wouldn't. It wouldn't. No. It just wouldn't. Right. Like we we. Like, we were really spoiled in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, you know, with just the amount of amazing IPs that we had. Like, just think about it. We had so many awesome IPs. And I I really feel bad for the kids of today, man, because they'll never know. They'll never know. One thing I really feel bad about the kids of today for uh, Looney Tunes. Mm -hmm. You know, they're never going to know Looney Tunes. And that was some grade A entertainment, if you ask me. And sure. it's not like we ever did any of the stuff that they right. did on those. Yeah. We're smart enough to <laughs> yeah, not. Do does it. anybody know anybody who ever dropped an anvil on someone's Seriously, head or yeah. drank straight nitroglycerin and mm. whatever else? <laughs> Painted an archway on a wall and tried to walk through it. No, we didn't do any of that stuff. We waited until we were in our late twenties, and we did Jackass. <laughs> yeah, really. There it is. Yeah, we waited. It just it got pent up <laughs> over the years. Maybe. Uh, yeah. There you go. You think even Jackass could fly now? Maybe. I guess it, mm. yeah, no, actually it has to. It had better well. Isn't Eric Andre and somebody doing kind of like a like a, a movie that's all pranks and stuff? I think like pranks slash stunts. Like there's so much of that stuff. Like if you even scroll through Facebook, there's so many of these guys doing this shit that's just off the wall crazy. It makes the stuff that Knoxville did look like nothing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, those guys were pioneers of that stuff, right? But the people today are like, oh, I'm going to nail my hand to this board. It's like, okay. Oh, yeah, it's not even fun. Check that. me out on YouTube. That's crazy, right? What's like, wrong with people? <laughs> yeah, it's so oversaturated and just like, oh, whatever. I'm going to eat this Tide Pod. Watch. He nailed his hand down, so what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now you got tetanus. <laughs> Watch the shot in the next video. All right. Um, whose turn was it? The cheers. Mine? Um, a few quick mentions here. And I'm thinking not to what I uh, consider favorite today, but were definitely a couple of my favorites growing up. Uh, were, you know, obviously I love the Ninja Turtles, but uh, after the second movie came out, they put out a line of movie star turtles. Do you guys remember these? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And. Yep. Where the Ninja Turtles, typically their limbs are hard plastic. These were rubber and, like, flexible. So one thing you could now do with the Turtles and your foot soldiers is, like, like I had the Raphael one. And you could, like, his legs, you could wrap around and, like, like hook his feet. So, like, put people in, like, chokeholds yeah. and stuff. And you could do all kinds of cool stuff like that that you, you couldn't, couldn't do with the original. You them up, though, did they? Well, I mean, I wasn't displaying them as a kid. I was, like playing with them you know it didn't matter if they stood up i was holding them up you know <laughs> their legs just wobbling around <laughs> just dragging yeah <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a problem then though but yeah. um him like after i got him he became the turtle like i played with the most like all the other ones kind of took a back seat to him he was the the best i had and then um, another figure, which I have reacquired over the years and still in board and blister right back here behind me, 
this uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger figure from Last Action Hero. Nice. When that movie first came out, I bought him off the peg and was so about that figure. I used him. I played with him so much. But then, like, when I moved past Last Action Hero, like, I still used him. Like, he would become the villain in this in this. Uh, if I was playing with turtles, he'd be one of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Or no matter what I was doing, he somehow worked in there. So like he got a lot of play time with me. I always keep my franchises to themselves. I never made. If I would have done that growing up, I would have had like a single figure playing by himself because <laughs> I only had like ever one or two things from a movie, except for the turtles. I had a decent amount of turtles, but other. If I was like waiting for the rest, of the action, last action hero line to come in, I just better keep waiting. I'd, I'd had to wait the thirty some years it took me to actually buy them off Etsy. Anyway, those are a couple of my favorites from as a child, and I'd say we're probably at a point where we can uh, move on. Unless anybody else had any other mentions? Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, Hot Rod from Transformers. Nice. I don't remember him. He was the one. He was the new Prime. Hot Rod was. Uh, the new kid on the block, the Luke Skywalker character yeah. in one of the greatest movies of all time, which was the 86 Transformers film. Absolutely. Voiced by Judd Nelson, who's a legend in his own right. And Jesus, like, that fucking movie is so iconic, and that character is just so wicked. Uh, and it's one of the only Diaclones slash Transformers that actually look like they did in the cartoon, too. So I'm going to give a shout-out to Hot Rod. I'm going to have to watch that movie again because it has been years since I've seen it. I got it. the DVD at home. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm sure you do. You have to so bring that by sometime. So you got your week lined up, man. You got Masters of the Universe, and then you got the Transformers movie. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> That's a retro week uh, lined up for me. Huh? Oh, yeah. Throw a Turtles movie in there to complete the trifecta. There you go. The only bad part about the Transformers movie was all the Gen 1s died. Oh, a lot yeah. of them did. That was the only bad part. That's of why I want to watch it again. Because, I mean, it, 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 you know, when I was young, I, they were Transformers on the screen. It didn't really matter what yeah. they were doing. I was happy. So I, I wasn't really paying very much attention story-wise back then. So I had a friend that I brought it over and watched it. It was years after Transformers was around. And he's like, man, I'm glad I didn't watch this when I was a kid. Those, those are one of my favorite ones, and they're dead. <laughs> I want to see it. Didn't it's, they almost... It's pretty brutal, man. Like, it's, it's you know, in the show, as, you know, with the Sunbow G.I. Joe show, the same idea. Was, you know, someone would get maybe shot in the shoulder, maybe, mm-hmm. and that would be it. And this one is, like, within the first, you know, five minutes and 30 seconds, Megatron and Starscream just fucking gut this cruiser, kill prowl ironhide ratchet brawn and you're like oh my god like yeah. what is happening yeah. like, you see the insecticons heads just getting run over and crushed all over the place oh, too it's it's awesome and the prime megatron fight is very short but it's still one of the best battles in yes. cinematic yeah. history I, I totally believe because it it's real and it's fast and it's hard and it's just it's just i'm gonna watch that right now i'm gonna go i'll see you guys later. <laughs> get back here <laughs> uh, correct me if i'm wrong didn't um because the gi joe movie was released close to the same time right uh it was released a year later weren't they uh, gonna kill off duke and then they decided not to because of the fallout from optimus prime absolutely right they actually did kill duke uh, but then there was uh, a voiceover from Hawk, General That's Hawk. Right. Yeah, he said, hey, everyone, Duke's going to be okay. And they're like, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yep. okay. Fucking arrow in the heart from Serpentor. Yep. And it's see, it's been like, so long since I've seen that. So what, the, they made that decision and then backtracked it real quick with just like a line of dialogue? Uh, yeah. Transformers got absolutely butchered. It got 
attacked so badly because first and foremost they killed optimus prime yeah. you can't kill optimus prime but you know what they're like fuck you he's dead <laughs> it's time to bring in the new toys and uh yeah so hasbro and Sumbo were probably like yeah maybe we shouldn't kill the gi joe leader let's you know keep him alive a bit but that the gi joe movie is a total train wreck and it and it brought the series to a halt in its own right so yeah i'm missing much with that I remember loving it with Serpentor. I had him. I love that character too. That it's figure. just it's what they did with Cobra Commander, and they made Cobra oh, Commander. Right out. I forgot about what they that, did. To that him. he was a mutant this whole time when he, Cobra Commander is just a man. Yeah, he was always just a man, and they, they make him a like, mutant. Yeah, they, they make him like uh, he's a descendant from this Cobra uh, Law or whatever civilization called Cobra Law, and he was a mutant scientist, which is bullshit. Cobra Commander was a salesman. And he was he was pissed off at the way the world treated him, so he lashed out and started this little cult, and that became Cobra. That's Cobra Commander. But they kind of you know sci-fi did a bit, right? Because that's the way things went then, and and everyone was just like, you know what, we're done with GI Joe after this. So Sunbow actually dropped it after that because it was so bad. I think that's where I fell off. I got that once after the movie. I got Serpentor as the figure, and then that was really the last GI Joe I ever got. I want to see that prequel. Series though, where Cobra Commander is a, a used car salesman. <laughs> well, that's that's the Marvel comic book. You yeah. want to buy this car? <clears throat> I love yeah. the uh, relatability though to that character. There was kind of the same thing with the villain in that Kevin Costner movie, The Postman. You remember that movie? Yeah, I didn't see it. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Many people didn't. Yeah, um, it wasn't the best of films. But I remember the uh, the head bad guy in that film who was just taking prisoners, making them his like uh, slaves, workforce, and uh, he was just the biggest of bad guys after the apocalypse. But before the apocalypse, he just like ran a copy machine or something that like a normal yep. you know nine to five job. He was a nobody. <laughs> mm. And I, he like, uh, sort of cut you off. Isn't no, you're fine. Like, Go ahead. Like Negan from Walking Dead, right? Isn't that kind of like he was just like a nobody, and then he I'm kind not of sure about his background, but uh, that <laughs> would make sense. Same kind of thing. It's like you know Joe Blow, whatever, and then these extraordinary events happen, and becomes this leader. Yeah, it's a really, it's really relatable story, definitely. Yeah, I got some want movies to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I got my homework cut out for me, but that was fun. We need to talk toys more often. Yeah. Oh man, we never get to. Very good. All right. Well, with that, let's turn our attention toward Jay and talk more about first Nintendo Quest. Man, this was a lot of fun to watch. And uh, just thank you again for being here to talk with us about it. But, I'm, you know, for the people who aren't aware of Nintendo Quest, can you uh, maybe give a quick setup uh, to them as to what it is? Yeah. Nintendo Quest is a film by Pyre Productions. My friend Rob McCallum, who's my best friend, uh, I am an extreme collector, and so he thought it'd be a really good idea to dare me to collect all the NES games, the North American-released NTSC games, in 30 days. Uh, And one of the things that makes Nintendo Quest so great is that we decided to do no online purchases. It was all old school, and uh, that's basically the setup. So it's... uh, uh, there, there's a lot of history of Nintendo, and there's a lot of other stuff that comes in there, Nintendo World Championships and stuff. But the meat of it is me going out there to seeing if I can collect all 678 games, or yeah, 678 <laughs> in uh, 30 days. And you were in our neck of the woods because I uh, I know the owner of Warp Zone here in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, and Darren. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Darren. Yep, he's a good guy. But uh, I didn't know he was 
<laughs> on that documentary till I watched it, and then I had to like, dude, you didn't tell me what the heck. <laughs> yeah, D- Darren, Darren's uh, Darren's such a cool dude, man. And uh, Warps is a fantastic store. Yes, it is. Uh, he's. I remember that when we shot there that night, you know, he took us all out for drinks and he got me a Japanese copy of Zelda as a gift and stuff like that. I was like, oh, just the hospitality was fantastic. Top guy. We are recording right now, quite literally two blocks from that store. It's right down the road from where we're at here. Dude, that's that's so cool. We were were actually in Ohio uh, about a week ago. We were shooting. Big fun, right? At Big Fun, we're shooting for the action figures uh, docu series, yeah. And uh, we were gonna stop by, but time time is so uh, stretched as it is. <laughs> sure, I get it. I get it. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, was it just as simple as him daring you? That was like, okay, well, not only did you dare me, let's film it. Or how did how did like the idea of putting it together to a movie actually come to be? We wanted to do a documentary on collecting. That that was the origins of everything. And uh, I came up with the idea about, you know, okay, we'll follow three collectors and we'll, you know, people go out and do their rounds. We'll film that, you know. Now that's that's all the rage on YouTube, you know, like pickup videos and all that kind of stuff. And I'm a Star Wars guy, so I'm like, hey, why don't you go, why don't you film me, you know, picking up my Star Wars stuff and seeing what I can find. And it was an okay idea, but it wasn't great. He's like, no, nah, I, I don't really want to film three different collectors and do three different stories. I just want to focus on you. Uh, he's like, but we need stakes because it, it's great to watch someone go into a game store and pick up games. Of course, they, I mean, everyone loves to watch that. But you're trying to sell a film. You have to have stakes. You have to have, you know, consequences to choices and things like that. So he came up with the idea of the 30-day thing. And I, I, I sat and I actually thought about it for two days because I knew if I committed to it, I had to do it in one way or another. And we can talk about that. We can talk about full spoilers, too, because it's been out for a while. So that's the basic idea. It's so cool. I would love to put something together, a movie, but I wouldn't know where to start. Like, it just seems like such a daunting task, not only to film a movie, but to film it while you're uh, going. I mean, you guys, you know, from Canada, you came down to what, Michigan, like Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, kind of that area? We went all the way down to Texas and back. That's oh right. Texas yeah. was uh, where the. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but I guess you, you said we could. But no, you you can, man. It's totally fine. The movie's been out for for a while now, um, and you know what? This is kind of refreshing because I've done a million interviews, and I've never been able to talk about it. So I think it's it's fair we can talk about what happened. It's cool. Yeah, well, it was just so much fun to watch, and just you can really feel like watching your stress levels rise. It's it, it yeah. it's, it's um what do they call that? Like if you 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 kind of inherit that stress watching it. You know, right. oh god, oh god. <laughs> yeah, the tension when you're on the phone with a guy in Florida trying to close uh, was was it Little Samson or Stadium Events or both? I, can't I think remember. it was both. It was both. Uh, that's <clears throat> Josh Jones. Um, there's a lot that happened that, you know, again, you know, Rob and I talk about it all the time. And if we could go back and know then what we do now, we would definitely have made it into a docu-series because there was so much stuff that was cut out. And there was so much more to the Josh Jones tale. And I'm not slamming the guy. Right. You know, at, at the end of the day, Josh is is a good guy. He wanted us to come and shoot 
shoot in Florida. I believe he was in Florida. Yeah. And it's just, man, we have a film crew. You know, we can't just pick up and fly everybody to Florida, you know, that kind of thing. So, right. yeah, I mean, he, he's an okay guy, man. But, yeah, that was, it was stressful with him, definitely. That would be, would be. I can't imagine again. I can't imagine. But it would be a lot of fun. So, in the end, uh, you almost completely completed the collection, right? I, uh, excuse me. I did complete it. Uh, not within the 30 days. And there's good reason for that. I'm, uh, how do I put this? I, I I'm very tough on myself. I'm very hard on myself. And uh, as soon as I was in uh, Todd's house and I saw that he had stadium events, two of them, one right. with the box, that he might that he might give up. And if you guys know anything about stadium events, it's the holy grail for NES. Right. And right. Uh, there's, to this day, there's six boxes that exist in the, on the planet. And he had two of them. And I had a chance to get that one. And basically all the budget that I had left, all I cared about was that. Right. I didn't, I didn't care about all the games in 30 days because I knew that if I did that, to me, it would mean more. Yeah. So it's the, the very same thing for the action figure docuseries we're doing. It's like I want the best pieces, and that's just the way I am. Um, I, I can't explain it. Maybe I'm a only child spoiled brat. I don't know, man. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so as soon as I saw that, I knew I had to have it. So it, the the shift really started to change, and I knew that if I didn't get stadium events, that everyone would kind of look at look at the movie, look at me, and be like, ah, big deal. You know, I had to have that game. I had it was so, yeah, it was so worth uh, the payoff in the end. Like, um, it was just awesome to see you get it because, again, you know, you felt the stress. You felt the panic. And, you know, I'm I'm not much of a collector, not like Randy or yourself or, you know, any other game collector. But I know enough to know about stadium events. And from the time I hit uh, play on that movie, before it was even brought up, that was on my mind. Like, stadium events. Like, how's he going to get that? Like, how's he yeah. going to get that? <laughs> But he got it, you know. So there was a uh, there was a good payoff to it, and I, I feel shitty. We're sitting here ruining this for people who might not have heard it, but it's <laughs> well, still you know what? worth you need it. To go, go watch, watch it. it. Damn yeah, it. <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime. Who doesn't have that? Go go watch it. Come on. Yeah, go pay for it. Don't download it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we we were compiling the list, and there's been some controversy over time as to what's on the list and what's not. This is the list of 678 games that Rob and I came up with. We thought this was the list, right? So, you know, you take Flintstones, Dinosaur Pico, because, you know, that was a blockbuster exclusive. So that was a rent. So you couldn't go into a store and buy that game. That was the point. We right. wanted the licensed games from North America only that you could go into a store and buy. And we were doing research, and, yep, sure enough, Stadium Events saw a small release on the New York coast uh, exclusively at Woolworths. There was 2,000 copies that went out, um, and Nintendo very quickly said to Bandai, who, who made the game, uh, we want this game for ourselves, and we want to pack it with our new power pad accessory. We're going to give you a boatload of money, but we're recalling your game. So they really didn't have a choice. So the game was recalled. So sales-wise, there's 200 copies out there that were sold. Wow, man. We're doing oh, man, there's a name I haven't heard in a while. We know, were doing research, and, and stadium events was on the list. So right away I looked, and I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Like, 
uh, like this is serious like this is no joke so during the two days when i was thinking if i wanted to do it i knew right away i'm like i have to get this game yeah if i if i don't get this game then this movie's gonna be crap so that's that's how my mind works i need the best and the best is what you got. Yeah, it turned out really good. Randy, you were about to say something. I was going to say, anybody that does naysay and try and, you know, dispute that list of yours, you had 30 days to get what, 648, right? 678. Or 678, I'm sorry. You yeah. came within 20 in that time frame, right? Yes. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. It is. I, Seriously. I, I Seriously. Yeah, that I alone. <laughs> I think uh, it was 22 games, but what people don't know is that there was actually only 18 actual days of shooting me, because I do I do have a day job, so right. I, I it was actually only 18 days, right? But you know you have to market it, right? So 30 days, here's the challenge, <laughs> we'll go, right? So yeah, that's even more amazing. Like I'm trying to get my collection back from when I sold it when uh, I first got out of college, and uh, yeah. man, I can't. I, it takes me years to find a game. Yeah. I obviously, you know, we, we had the film crew, and, and I put my own money into it, so we, we had the means to go across North America. I mean, that was kind of what we did. I mean, if that's what you're doing, it's a little easier than if you're just in your town searching for it, right? Because you, you never know when it's going to show up. Right. And I'm let me tell you a little little quick story here. Um, there was a game that came out in May uh, 2000 called Perfect Dark. It was on Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love yeah. that game. Oh, dude, it's, it's still in my top five of all time. And Rob and I, we love Rare. It's one of our favorite companies. And we loved GoldenEye like everyone else did at the time. So this was the spiritual successor. Holy fuck, we got a date May 20th. Rob shows up to my house that morning because we couldn't barely sleep. We were so excited for this game. And he has camera with him. May 20th, 2000. What are you doing with the camera, I say? He's like, I'm going to shoot you buying the game. Why? Why, I said to him. He's like, because I just, I just want to do that. And I thought it was bizarre. And we were walking through the mall, and he was shooting me. We went into the EB Games, and... Uh, bought the game and the, the clerk looked at us like we had three heads and <laughs> and now I get it. The main concept of Nintendo Quest that I want people to take away is that going with your friends and getting up off the couch, not buying things online, going to the stores with your buddy is almost more fun than getting the game itself. Yeah. How many times have you gone to a comic store, a toy store, a game store with your friends and going there for the day, you have so much fun. So we yeah. really wanted to capture that with Nintendo Quest. That's why we said right away, no internet, no online, because I could have gone on, you know, an eBay lot auction and bought like 200 of them. But that's not fun. Where's the fun in that, right? It's like we talk about, <clears throat> so, you know, the thrill of the hunt. So, mm -hmm, right. and you know, these these figures that I just uh, was going on, I've been floating on cloud nine about for the past week, you know, the Mysterio and the Rescue on the shelf behind me. As quickly as I got them out of their package and set them down, my interest in them begins to dwindle. Yep. <laughs> I'm riding high on the experience of getting them. Yeah. Not them itself. I totally get it because before I found these, I had gotten on Amazon and put them in a cart and I felt so defeated, like I had been punched in the gut. All the things yeah. I want, I could have bought five times over, mm -hmm. but that's not fun. 
And when I, I know when I find something really good, like, like big fun, which we're going to have to get to, you know, whenever I go down there and I find like a true gem, it just shuts the rest of the day down. It's like, I've got to get this home into my collection now. Like (laughs) it's the weirdest thing. It's only happened a few times, but I find something that excites me that much. I, I totally get it. Yeah. You tend to savor it now. Like, um, with big fun, I, I spent more money than I'm willing to admit. And it's easy to do there. I like to, you know, I'll, I'll take one figure out of the bag per day. I won't open everything at once. You know, I kind of savor that excitement, right? It's, it's Ooh, funny. Man, it's, this guy's a pro. Yeah. Huh? It's, it's like you're a kid, right? Well, to be fair, with, with the docuseries, I'm contractually obligated not to go into stores so i can't go so i really have to savor this kind of thing right so so i'll grab like let's just say 10 figures from a store and i'll just take one out a day and i'll polish them i'll clean them i'll photograph them and i'll just enjoy that moment that's that's a lot of fun too. Bringing home the dirty toys and then running a little thing of hot water and soap, getting <coughs> alcohol, some pads, giving them just uh, making them new again. I love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. So let's talk a little bit then about this uh, this film you're doing now, the toy centric one. Is this going to follow the same kind of theme as uh, Nintendo Quest, just with toys? What are we going to be? Uh, what are we to expect from this film? Uh, so this is going to be a docu series. Uh, it's, it's titled. Oh, you Action- said that, all right. Uh, Action figures, the most powerful toy in the universe, is the title. Um, and yeah, it's going to have seasons, and I'm so super excited. Um, basically, it's the same premise as Nintendo Quest, um, except how do I put this? I'm not collecting everything for myself. We're, we're getting basically ten really big. Whoa pieces that are going to be auctioned off and all the proceeds go to the Children's Health Foundation, which is the oh, children's nice. hospital in our town here. So, of course, you know, Rob and I are buying stuff for ourselves, but the main focus is getting these big show pieces that we're going to auction off um, because it's really cool to get stuff to fill your own collection. But when we can take the joy for something that we love so much and kind of pass it on to people who don't have that opportunity you know you know some kids are lying there and, and they can't even look out the window like yeah it just fucking kills me right so there's just kind of something that came up i i had a star wars group where we you know we used to dress up and go to the hospitals and stuff like that and, and that's kind of what sparked this whole idea so it's kind of like that meets nintendo quest together yeah i really dig that idea and if um we go to big fun next and see the gi joe aircraft carrier missing out of the front window you know exactly <laughs> we'll know went. right where the fuck it went <laughs> won't we <laughs> Very good, very good, man. And uh, how soon do you expect? To, it sounds like you guys are still in the throes of production, so probably a while till we see it. Yeah, we're still in the midst of uh, principal photography. I think my part wraps up maybe December, January, um, but it's going to be. I, I'm sure you guys have seen the toys that made us mm-hmm. on that. Oh yeah. Okay, it's it's similar to that, but it's not just a history lesson. It's like we're actually going to talk to the you know the people that, that made the toys as well so that's rob's part so he's you know talking to larry hama who you know created gi joe and just things like that and then my part is the going around to the different cities across north america and you know like indiana jones looking for these rare artifacts where are you looking for those at are you hitting like store toy stores like yard sales 
Uh, no yard sales because the cost of a crew is extreme. So that makes sense. Uh, yeah, we have we have planned out, but we're going from Toronto to California and back. Then uh, we've already hit, you know, maybe five or six stores. If you guys follow us on Facebook, you you know we we aren't shy about showing what we do. And uh, the only thing we don't ever talk about is what we got for the actual docu series because you know you got to watch it to find out. Right. Sure. I cannot wait to. And I, I wish, uh, speaking of the toys that made us, wish to get that season three the hell out already. Oh, yeah. Come on. But yeah, Isn't that the Turtles one this, this season, right? This Turtles, season Power Rangers, Rangers, and there was some other. I can't remember the other ones. My Little Pony, oh, I think, okay. is one. And I think there was another pretty. Oh, wrestling. It's wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah, that was the other right. one. Yeah. Yep. I'm stoked. Cannot wait. Now, also, you have a uh, you're a podcaster yourself, no? I am. I do a, a live Twitch stream every week on Star Wars, which is my absolute first and foremost. That's my passion. I just I love Star Wars from the time I was two years old when I first saw it. You know, and yes, my mom took me when I was two. I don't remember it, of course, but <laughs> <laughs> but I was there. Damn it, I was there. Yeah, uh, I just I love it through all the bumps and. You know, the good times and the bad times, I, I just love Star Wars. So, yeah, we do it uh, every Monday night. I'm excited. I'm going to have to listen to that. I'm always looking for a new show to listen to. Is it downloadable uh, in just an audio form? Or do I have to watch it? Or Yeah, so we're with, we're with uh, a network called the Nerdy Northerners, which is a Canadian network. Now, under that umbrella, there's a branch of different video game shows, Star Wars comic books, and my show is under that. So Nerdy Northerners is the network. So that's on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, Twitch, I'm live every Monday at 7, which is a bizarre time, yes, but uh, it's the only one that fits right now. So, well, Thank you for taking time out to talk with us then, man. Oh, of course. Well, it's Canada Day, so I, I, I took it off. So yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> well, even more so. Yeah, no shit. So on your uh, show, I mean, how do you – what do you talk about? How do you structure an episode? What do you what, – what's an episode look like? Uh, really, it's usually based around toys. Um, this this week, I'm actually doing one tomorrow because today's a holiday here. Uh, it's just, you know, solo a year, a, a year since solo has come out. Um, looking back on it, uh, the merchandise especially, which is bizarre since Disney took over. The way that the Star Wars toys have come out are uh, few and far between. Yeah. So just kind of looking back at the film and the merchandise that have, that's come out, that kind of thing. And it's really great because doing it on Twitch is live, so I get to talk to people as I'm doing it, which I I love. You know, I love communicating with people, and they get to ask questions and put their input in, and it's great. Sounds fun. I wanted to listen to it. I love I love Star Wars. It doesn't sound like I love it as much as you, but I, I'm pretty close. <laughs> Pretty yeah, close. dude, I'm insane, man. So you don't want to be that crazy. <laughs> oh man, if you could see the wall behind me, you would <laughs> yeah, quickly really, yeah. the, the scales would turn on who's insane, man. That's uh, good. Man. <laughs> you gotta dive right in, man. If you love something, give it everything. Oh, there's no point, you know. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's what I do. I'm just running out of space, man. I'm gonna be living in toys before we know it. I have too many. It's it's unjustifiable at this point. Yeah, that's not even a. A portion of it behind That's you. the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, if I open that closet door wide enough, there's a <laughs> cascade. I'm going to get buried. Uh huh. <laughs> yep, yep. 
so people should go to nintendoquest.com and check out more uh, about that film and also find you on social media at jbartlett75 it looks like is there anywhere else uh, people should be checking you out Instagram is the same, um, jbartlett75. Twitter is the same. Facebook is just jbartlett. I don't have any kind of, you know, fancy like J Skywalker or anything like that. It's just jbartlett. <laughs> good, good. Uh, yeah. So check me out. Yeah, at, at all things, you know, I love all video games, all toys, you know, basically everything we're talking about that everyone else loves. And uh, my passion comes through, and that's just the way it is, you know. I'm very anxious to check out your Instagram and your toy photography because I, I was dabbling in. I do it here and there, not often, but uh, my favorite were the album covers. I recreated classic yeah. album covers using Marvel Legends figures. Those were fucking awesome. But um, oh, wow. yeah, really awesome. Should, they're on our uh, Instagram feed there too. But I cannot wait to check it out. And man, if you ever want to come back on or when this film is ready, let us know. We'll get you back on, talk about it, get it promoted. Yeah, I would love to. You guys are a blast and like incredibly professional so thank you for that <laughs> incredibly professional yeah. even after the lawnmowers fiasco <laughs> like it that i will take it i will take okay, it okay, okay let's try that again you guys fucking wasted my fucking time uh, yeah, that's go. more like that's it. it there's the warm bath we slip into <laughs> all right well jay thanks so much again for being here man Thanks, guys. And if I don't have uh, all of you on Facebook, please add me because I, yeah, I love to talk toys and games and whatever else you guys want. Absolutely. And, uh, do. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can check out show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, check out some of our special guests, become a patron, buy some merch, see some of our YouTube videos. And if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And head over to Patreon if you want to show some support. $5 a month gets you access to the Candair Patreon pod. Again, 20-plus uh, episodes on there and building. So with every passing month, more and more worth your money. At least I think so. And uh, don't forget to check out our other show, What If Pod. Uh, or the show's called What If. But go to whatifpod.com and uh, check out past episodes. We just offer a twist on reality in each episode. The last one was uh, What If Teleportation Actually Existed. Uh, some future episodes are What If uh, Robots Actually Raised Our Children. Uh, what else did we do, Jack? What if genies actually existed? Genie and a lamp actually existed? Just look, you know, and then spend about 40 minutes looking at... Uh, the effect that would have on the world yeah how it would play out the butterfly effect if you will so whatifpod.com or just search Candare Productions in your podcast player of choice and you should find this and that show comfortably am I forgetting anything gentlemen Uh, if you listen to us on Apple Podcast uh, leave us a review uh that's it, I guess. Yep. So. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> and we'll read it. If you leave us yeah. a review and shit, we'll uh, we'll read it on the air. You get a shout out, yeah. right? Sorry, I just completely lost. You're you're good. You're good. It happens to the best. Um, and then also, like I said, if you're local, come check us out on uh, July 6th at Torgs. That's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot yeah, wait. I can't do wait that. Either, yeah. Be fun. See if we uh, come back with some ink on our bodies, gentlemen. We're talking about getting God, tattoos so. that day. I hope so. Why wouldn't we? Oh, yeah. Tattoos it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's the plan. Yes, yeah, so come out and see our fresh ink, our fresh tats. Anyway, let's quit being a jackass and sign off here for the <laughs> evening. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I am the Cobra Commander. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Cobra Commander Jay Bartlett. Thanks for listening, everyone. We
could break. Whoops. Help. Quickly walk back to the edge. Stop. You'll break through the ice. Snow job. Grab this branch. You should have been listening to canned air. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Snow job. How'd you get your name? Um. G.I. I would say, and probably another. Is this asshole outside mowing again? Are you fucking serious? Ah, let me start that again. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!